are listening to the Attitude Zone with Dr. J. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Attitude Zone. Once again, thank you so very much for um, subscribing and listening to the podcast. I trust that it is helping you. I trust that uh, you are enjoying the, the talks. I've been trying really hard to help more people uh, so that they can become better people, have the right attitude. You know, the, this whole podcast is about developing the right attitude for life and success. So I trust that you're listening because it is helping you. And if it is helping you, I ask that you help me by um, advertising for me. Be my marketers. Let your family know. Let your friends know. Post it on your social media platforms so that they can tune into the Attitude Zone. The listenership is growing, and I am humbled by your uh, by your audience. <laughs> I'm humbled by you following and uh, listening to us or listening to me. So uh, again, thank you. I, I have a couple of uh, shout outs announcements before. I begin with uh, the part two of power today. We discussed power briefly last week, and I want to get into uh, two areas, uh, maybe three, depending on time. Uh, but before we get there, once again, uh, I want to thank uh, my friends uh, who are listening and uh, giving a shout out to MTZ. Uvalde, MTZ Hunting Uvalde. If you go to MTC, MTZ Hunting Uvalde.com, uh, if you are interested in hunting or anything like that, you know, go there, uh, look up my buddy Dustin, and he will hook you up. He will help you, uh, you know, achieve your, your dream of hunting. Uh, he has he has quite a few animals there, so you know, talk to him about it. I I don't know too much about hunting, so I don't know the the <laughs> the the lingo. But I have a couple of friends there that can help you. So go to mtzhuntinguvaldi.com and he can give you more information on that. Tell him Dr. J sent you. In addition, uh, if you are ever in an accident involved in a car accident or any accident of any sort. I have my buddy LM attorneys and he can help you make sure that the, the businesses or whoever the party is who was at fault, make sure that they compensate you for your injuries or anything that you may be experiencing. So if you need more information on that, send me an email Send me an email to the attitude zone at Dr. J G R O D. Let me know you are interested on in LM attorneys and I can send you the information for him, for him as well. Finally, you guys know I am in ministry, have been in ministry for the better part of uh, 23 years. And here in the next couple of weeks, my book, Authentic Faith, is going to be released. So I hope that you guys can help me, help me uh, get this book out uh, and have great sales on it. It is Authentic Faith, The Practices of an Authentic Believer. I'm going to begin a, a new podcast. 
a ministry podcast. So uh, I'll be talking more about that book in that podcast, but just wanted to let you guys know on this. Well, we are talking about yeah, <laughs> power. We're going to continue talking about power part two, the part two of power. And today, I really just want to focus on a couple of things. One of them was expert power. The other one is referent power. And to remind you and to refresh you uh, about what those are is, you know, expert power is pretty self-explanatory. This is based on the person's high level of skill on a certain topic or a certain area uh, or you know, has uh, the knowledge for it, you know, brain surgeon, he is the expert on that. He may not be the only one, but he is an expert on it. An attorney can be an expert in any particular of uh, the law. And, but within even the law, they have specialties that they um, are experts in. A PhD, a person, a professor, a PhD, uh, is an expert in a specific topic as well. So it, these are experts, and experts have what we are talking about, power. Uh, French and Raven uh, describe these as bases of power. In other words, they are the sources how a person uh, can get power or, you know, it, power sometimes sounds a, a little too demanding. Uh, but, you know, I, I try to equate power with influence. So although they are bases of power, I think power, uh, to make it a little bit more um catchy is more of an influence it's influence the influence that you have over people a group of people a person whatever it may be you have influence or you have power and it is more effective or most effective in my opinion when you are an expert in the field remember last week we talked about well you got to stay in your lane remember that commercial stay in your lane bro well, that, that's really what uh, expertise is all about. When you are an expert in a certain field, you can speak on that certain field. If you are not the expert, then you may be able to give an opinion. But your opinion is just like everything else. It's just, you know, like everyone else's. It's just an opinion. An expert can give you a little bit more and carries a little bit more weight. So that is uh, where the power comes from. Referent power, I think, and I believe, is the most effective of them all. Because this is the result of a person's uh, perceived uh, effectiveness. In, in other words, followers give themselves over to such a leader or submit themselves willingly to such a leader. It's referent power or referent influence. So this one, 
you may have expertise, you may have, you may be coercive, you know, however it may be, but the people look at you and they see what a kind person you are, what a humble person you are, what a great person you are. They look at your record, they see what you've accomplished, they see what you've done. And because of that, they continue to follow you. So for that reason, uh, and, you know, I, I guess for, for that reason, I, I believe that referent power is probably the most effective form of influence is because it is attached to the character of an individual. You can't hide who you are to everyone <laughs> because eventually the results will speak for themselves. I can say I have great children and then you can see my children and decide for yourself. Uh, if they are great, you will see them. If they are terrible, you will see that. So for that reason, I believe that referent is the most effective. And as leaders, we should all be striving to be more effective. As leaders, we should be striving to be better people. We should be better husbands, better wives, better employees, better employers, better supervisors, better managers, whatever your position is, you want to improve. And in order for you to improve, the best way to do that is to work on yourself. Too often, I have seen leaders point the flaws of everyone else. You know, I'm pretty sure you're looking at that right now. If you're watching TV for any amount of time, If you watch any football games for any period of time, you know, any football game, this time of year, I call it the worst time of year for me every four years. This is the worst. Or whenever election seasons are coming, oh, they are the worst. They're the worst because all you're listening to is someone complain about somebody else. Someone say something negative about someone else. And never really tell you what they are doing. Or it's a compare and contrast type of thing. Uh, you know, I am great. They are not. I did this. They did not. I, you know, it's just, and for, to me, that just shows the type of person that you are. When you have to demean someone else, when you have to belittle someone else. You know, it, it, it speaks of you. It speaks of you, the person, more than it does the other individual, the one that you are trying to uh, cut down. It, again, you know, I may be in the minority. I may be speaking uh, to a small group, but it really, you know, if you have to speak down to people or tell announce how bad a person is, it speaks more of your character than it does of theirs. So that's part of the reason I I, I just don't like politics. I, I don't like politicians. I don't like politics. And somebody say, well, hey, D Dr. J, you are a pastor. You shouldn't be speaking that way. <laughs> And, you know, I, I agree. I agree with you on that issue that I shouldn't be speaking that way. But I, I just, I really dislike just people speaking negative about others. You know, so, 
If I'm wrong in thinking that way, then I sincerely apologize. But it, it is just one of those pet peeves of mine. I don't want to watch news or I, I don't want to watch sports. And you're telling me what I should feel about someone else. It, it just it speaks more of your character than it does the other person. And, and that's the the type of referent power that that is, uh, I believe, most effective, either most effective in making you a great leader or most effective in making you a really bad leader. Because when, when you're a great person, when you are a leader and people follow you because of who you are, because of your character, then those people don't really care what others are saying. You know, and you may call them, you know, blind followers. You, you may, you know, call them names or whatever, but they are looking at something else. They are looking at results. They're looking at character and they're looking at a certain type of character or a certain type of integrity or or something that they agree with. And for you to point out the negativity of someone else, it, it speaks more of a coercion more than anything else. So don't try to coerce people as a leader. I think that's the worst thing that you can do. You know, if you look at political leaders, they all have something wrong with them. All of them, every single one of them. Uh, and they all say things that they shouldn't say. Every single one of them. It, because we have been conditioned to think that that is the effective way of leading. And in my opinion, in my humble opinion, uh, leadership is much more than pointing the flaws of someone else. Leadership is about leading, getting things done, getting people to a place they, they didn't think was possible to reach. If you're a leader and your followers are reaching levels or reaching places that they didn't think they, that it was possible for them, then you're being an effective leader. And if you're doing it without coercion, then that's even better. If you're doing it without uh, offering some type of reward, then that, in my opinion, that's even better. You know, it because... You don't need to manipulate anyone else, anyone into their own success. You don't need to manipulate anyone into believing in themselves. But if you lead them, if you show them the way, then you become a more effective leader just by who you are. Being the person that you are. Forget about everyone else. Forget about people that don't agree with you. Forget about people that don't care about you. Now, I'm not saying that those individuals don't matter, but at some point you have to realize that you're not going to please everyone. So you have to be able to continue and become an effective leader by being you. Just be you. Be the best version of you. <laughs> you know, it, some time ago, 
this basketball player uh, made a negative remark about a, a basketball owner, the owner of a basketball team. And I was thinking, what in the world is this guy doing? You know, it, it really, I don't know either one of them personally. I don't. I know the basketball player or heard of the basketball player more often than I did the the owner of this particular one, this particular team. I don't, I don't even know the name of that owner. But I'll tell you one thing. This that statement spoke more of the character of that basketball player than it did of the owner. You know, and I have no idea, you know, if what they said was true or not. But, you know, for you to point out negativity about someone else speaks more of you than it does of them. Let people make up their own mind. You know, with the, again, with election... With the elections coming, you know, my daughter, one of my kids is what I have two of them that are voting this year. One of them came up to me and said, Dad, I really don't know who I should vote for. I said, well, then you, you need to really look at the the character, the history, what these individuals have done, and then determine which of them most aligns with your values, and then you, you can, you know, come to a decision from that. She said, well, I saw the debate and I didn't learn anything. <laughs> and, you know, it's the truth. <laughs> that debate, the first presidential debate was a debacle. It was, it was horrible. Regardless of who, you know, you're rooting for, it just, it was horrible. It was horrible from beginning to end. Uh, there was some, some, Good points, I guess, along the way, but the way it was conducted, it was just bad. So as a leadership expert, you know, speaking from a leadership expert, from that point of view, I think it was just, it was bad. Both individuals, they kept talking about the other, the negativity on the other. Uh, and for me, again, what matters is what you do, not what other people are doing, um, but what you do. That's one of the things I always speak to my children about. They say, well, you know, so-and-so is doing it. I say, well, it, it doesn't matter who's doing it. What are you doing? In the past, they've come up to me and they said, Dad, so-and-so said something about me. I said, well, you know, and this is how I respond to them. I said, okay, well, is it true? If they say no, then I tell them, well, then don't worry about it. And if they say, well, yes, it is true, then I tell them, well, then fix it. You know, and, and again, both instances are on self. You put the mirror on self. You put, uh, you know, the light on self. If what people are saying about you is true and it's negative, then fix it. If what people are saying about you is not true and it's negative, then don't worry about it. That is the truth. And as a leader, that's something that you need to be able to do. You know, it's kind of like developing thick skin. So don't worry about what people say. If what people say is not true, 
then don't worry about it. If what they say is true and it's negative, then fix it. That's it. Fix it. Don't point out and don't come back and point something negative about them. Because that doesn't help you in any way, in any form. So this leads me uh, to that third, that third option that I was talking to about earlier, uh, or I implied, and it's the informational power. Um, People that have information, they have influence, and that could be very, very damaging. It is a powerful source of influence. I'm sure you've heard the term fake news uh, over the last few years. And the premise behind the statement is that those that have information are either giving you the wrong information or giving you partial information like they don't give you the whole the whole thing uh, it reminds me of this uh this movie that i was watching um a couple years ago and um i forget the name of uh of the actor but in, in the movie he says he's trying to quote uh, this song and the song is you may you may think that i'm a hero but i am not and then he stops there. Uh, and that's the way information is being portrayed nowadays. You know, th- those people that have information cut the statement in half to make it a negative thing. Uh, you, you may think that I'm a hero, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> you know, and but he would stop at, but I'm not. And they call the media fake news because sometimes they skew the information in such a way that it makes it appear as if it's something worse than what it is. And it's like they are trying to coerce people to thinking a certain way. As a leader, I have to give information, complete information, I have to trust that those people who are my followers will continue to follow even when I give them all of the information. Subfinder. That is something that is, uh, I think, missing in today's society. People are trying to make you think what they want you to think. They'll give you a whole bunch of video clips And they'll splice those video clips uh, to form a narrative that agrees with their feelings. I wasn't the best person growing up. And I know there's been a lot of people that I've talked to in the past. And there's been a lot of parents that say, well, you know, I don't tell my kids everything. And I agree with that premise. You know, there are some things that your children aren't able to or shouldn't be uh, listening to. But there are some experiences there that your children need to know about. For me, you know, I I didn't live the, the best type of life growing up. I, 
I used drugs, I drank, I lived a life of abuse, uh, rebellion, you know, just all of the above. And as my children were growing up, you know, when they got to about the preteen years, you know, 10, 11, 12, right around there, I started to share a little bit more with them. I started to give them information about my life. They would ask, they would ask about drinking, about smoking, because they would see it. Either they'd see it on TV or they see it, you know, at school or, you know, maybe their cousins would bring it up and they would have conversations. But I had information on that. And, and I could simply tell them it's bad. Give them partial information. Uh, because I don't trust that they can make the right decision or I can give them complete information. And, and for me, I, I chose to give them complete information. I would tell them I'd said, you know, we sat down many times, you know, over dinner and we talked about it and they know about the times that I, that I went to jail, that I was arrested. They know about the times that I was doing drugs. They know about, you know, my drinking. They they know about all of that because we spoke about it. And then at family gatherings, you know, my siblings would tell them, oh, your dad, he used to do this and he used to do that. And my kids would just smile and say, yeah, dad told us. Or sometimes they would get the story and try to. I guess sensationalize it. Oh, you know, this is funny. Your dad used to do this and that and that. And, you know, to to make it appear appealing. But I had the influence and I have the influence and I have the information and I'd rather give them all the information. And then once I give them the information, tell them why I made decisions that I made why I decided to make some changes in my life and then let them uh, make those decisions. So there was a, there was a, a time, you know, we were talking, I told them, I said, listen, this is what I did. These are some of the results. This is what's happened to me. This is, you know, some of my experiences. Uh, now you know everything and the decision therefore is yours so now whatever you do you're going in with your eyes wide open that was my thing it, because when you give somebody all of the information whatever choices that they make they're going with their eyes wide open so don't try to skew information to try to fit your narrative you know, this is this is a form of power. This is a form of coercion. This is a form of influence. And informational power is, is so important right now because there are so many people that are giving you partial truths. You know, and I've often told people a partial truth is a whole lie. So either give me the whole statement or don't give me any part of the statement. You know, you may not like an individual, but don't try to uh, twist their words. So you have the information, speak that whole information. Let the individuals, let people make up their own mind. 
You know, after all, you know, we as leaders, we have to trust that our actions are good. So there's no reason to hide information, you know, at, at least in most terms. You know, I understand there are some top secret things that, you know, we can't uh, divulge. You know, there, there's things that mom and dad are going through that, that kids don't need to know about. You know, I understand all of that. But when you are making choices, when you are making decisions, you know, the, the things that are present and available to everyone, don't cut that in parts. Give the whole story. So, you know, it, don't be part of the fake news and only give a certain segment that agrees with your narrative. Give the whole story. Give the whole statement and let people make up their own mind. That's how you can be an effective leader. That's how you can help others. By allowing them to grow. So, you know, in this um, voting season, as you're watching the news, you know, one of the things I do is I don't watch football games live. I used to like to, but I I don't anymore, just because of all the new the the commercials that are there. I just kind of skip through them. I used to watch basketball quite a bit. I don't anymore because of you know they're telling me what I need to be thinking. I just I skip through that. You know, if I watch basketball, that's what I want to watch. If I watch football, that's what I want to watch. If I watch politics, then that's what I want to hear. I don't want them, you know, on each other. Again, I may be in the minority in this, but my attitude when it comes to this is give me the whole information and let me make up my mind. Give me all of the information and I can determine you know, what I need to do. I hope that helps you. It helps you as a leader. It helps you as a person. And it helps you to you know, have the right attitude concerning things. Next week, uh, we will be back again on Tuesday. So every Tuesday... At 7 a.m., we have new episodes. Uh, for those of you that are interested in logos or intros and outros for your podcast, send me an email. I have the right person for that. You will be blessed. But again, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Attitude Zone with Dr. J, and we will see you again and talk to you again next Tuesday.